It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah Health. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. Welcome into the Yards After College podcast powered by KSLSports.com. I'm your co-host Kyle Ireland and with me as always is the one and only the sad Denver Broncos fan <laughs> like he is you know at, at most times of the season. It is the one and only Sam Farnsworth. Sam your team I thought they might pull it out but nope they ended up falling to a division rival again again. Sam, what's wrong My with goodness. your team? My goodness, they should have won the game. It's uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not I'm not surprised they lost. I don't think anyone in Broncos country should be surprised that they lost, but surprised that they didn't win uh, is a different thing, and that's what I am. I'm surprised they didn't win. I mean, yeah, they started a little slow, but they were they were getting cooking, as Russ would say, right? Uh, by the hey, end of the first half, he was cooking. He was in the looking first half. good. Yeah. He was. He was looking good. Made me start to think, hey, maybe okay, this Sean Payton, <laughs> Russ Whistle thing is right. Um, the Broncos defense looked great the whole game. Um, I don't think this Raiders team is that good. And yet uh, there they are in the second half. Just confusing the Bronco offense and uh, making some game-winning drives and uh, game-winning conversions late in the game. And it's just... Kind of feels like uh, Broncos are still stuck in the same rut they've been in for a while now. So, you know, good thing is there's 16 more to go. So we'll see. Yeah, that's true. Just kind of hurts when it's a division opponent. My team was the same. We Colts ended up losing it to the Jaguars. They had a lead in the fourth quarter. And then, you know, an interception here, a touchdown there. That's all she wrote. So, And not kinda, just a division opponent. Not just a division opponent. This is the Raiders, the Broncos and yeah, Raiders. No, this is and it was in uh, Denver. Yes, <laughs> like at home, Sean Payton. You know, it, it's it was gross. The, the revival, and then just to to have it be a one point loss like that—that's pretty brutal. So, well, Sam, it's Week One. I mean, we still have Monday Night Football tonight, so uh, we'll talk about that here in a little bit. But uh, Week One is almost over. But my gosh, how about the locals in the NFL for the uh, opening week of the 2023 season? Pretty impressive Sunday. And uh, we're yeah. we're going to start off with your three stars of the week, Sam. Let's start off with number three. Who do you have? Let's just jump right in with number three. Third star. Okay, my third star is, uh, drum roll, 
It is Seattle Seahawks linebacker Bobby Wagner, star number three, 19 tackles in his season opening game. Return to Seattle, back. I mean, the the ovation he received when he came out on the field was just electric. They loved having their guy back in Seattle. Then not only is he back home, but he goes out there and just obliterates <laughs> the opposition yeah. With 19 tackles. It's a career high. Uh, his previous high was 16, I believe. He's he's going in to, what is this, year 13 or 14? I can't remember in his career. And he still has it. He's still amazing. He's still, um, you know, uh, just roughing it up with, with the opposition. 19 tackles. Bobby Wagner, star number three. Yeah, it's crazy. He, uh, you know, wasn't there obviously last year. He's with the Rams. So, I mean having a year removed and he's still the Seahawks all-time leading tackler. And he's just adding to that total. Uh, but to do it at his age and to put up 19, I mean, it, like granted his position, like kind of lends to like getting a lot of tackles, but my heavens, I mean, he's, he's just a machine back there. He looked good and really cool to see him come out and get the ovation that he had there at uh, Lumen Field. Sam, who is your number two star of the week? star second star here it is another drum roll and it is packers quarterback jordan love he's my second star he came into the game um you know a lot of eyes were on him wondering what he could do he you know comes into we we talked about it last week here on the podcast a little bit about the quarterback class that he came in with and how they've combined for you know well over 100 career starts they've all um, you know, have a, several games under their belt. And this is just start number two for Jordan Love yet. He was out, out there running that Packers offense with precision, with confidence, with, with uh, uh, you know, he was staying cool and calm in the pocket, made some great decisions, um, good quarterback rating, completion percentage, three touchdowns. Jordan Love, if you're a Packers fan, I don't know how you can't be thrilled with the way this season started for him. Yeah, no, it was a, a lights-out performance. I mean, I, I will say, it started off a little slow. I watched the entire game, and I was kind of like, you know, they're going to put it together, find some rhythm. Once he got that first touchdown under his belt, it was a dynamite performance from then on. And, you know, the fact that he wasn't even the quarterback on the field for the Packers to end the game says all you need to know about how the Packers played because they were, they just, I mean, they demolished the bears, Sam. I mean, it wasn't even close and it was in Chicago. Everybody's hyped about, you know, the pieces they added around Justin Fields with DJ Moore coming in that trade that they made uh, before the NFL draft. And, you know, a lot of hype there and the Packers just went in and, they were the Packers that played the Chicago Bears and just kept winning. I mean, it it was pretty cool to see how seamless that transition was. And I, I'm just really happy, happy for Jordan, just for the fact that he's had to be patient and wait his turn. And we talked about it last week, like you said, but the fact that I was really hesitant and nervous going into the preseason, and then he just, he played really well in the preseason. Mm-hmm. And then it was like he picked up from, you know, where he left off after that final preseason game, just, you know, more touchdowns, really good completions. He he 
he does a really good job, I feel, at keeping the ball out of harm's way. And that's something yeah. that when quarterbacks initially become starters, that isn't always the case. And so mm-hmm. he seems like a poised veteran in that um, sense of things. And that was what Matt LaFleur actually said to Aaron Andrews at halftime is that he felt that Jordan was really poised. And so uh, I, I hope to see that kind of continue here um, yeah. throughout the rest of the season because it was a pretty good he, performance. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, one thing that stuck out to me, too, going into this game before this game even was just every time he addressed the media in his press conferences and stuff, he didn't seem nervous at all. You know, he has been there yeah. before. Now, he hasn't started like this in a season opener before. He hasn't been QB1 before. But he's been around the block enough times, around the NFL scene, around NFL locker rooms, around NFL media, and uh, he was just cool, calm. He was just like, yeah, you know, hey, we're just going to go out there and play. We're, you know, he sounded like a, a, an experienced veteran quarterback, just the way he spoke to the media. And then he looked like an experienced veteran quarterback in the way he played. And there's a couple of throws that really stood out to me. Um, one, you know, the one where the, the snap was kind of bobbled, hit the ground. He still picked it up, rolled, threw off his back foot kind of across the field a little yeah. bit, but but still a deep ball off his back foot to his wide open uh, tight end down there. Uh, just great vision and awareness of what been, was going on. Should have been on. touchdown number four, Sam. Oh did, did, no, it should have been. It should have been. And he didn't panic when the ball hit the turf either. Many times you'll see a quarterback scoop that up and immediately look to, okay, I got to make something out of this and, and just yeah. get a couple yards forward. No, he continued to roll and keep it, you know, keep his, his, uh, composure as he looked downfield for a target and he found one. Uh, the other one, I can't remember if this was a second or third touchdown, but it was a beauty. I mean, it was in the only spot that the receiver, uh, could have caught it. It was just barely over the top of the head of the, the defensive back. And just, you just kind of see the hand yeah. stick up and pop like Velcro. And, uh, it just, it was perfect. Just like what you were saying, the way he, um, protected the football even when he made passes to put it in places that only his receiver was going to be able to make plays on was just outstanding. One one last thing on Jordan Love before we move on. I I do think it's noteworthy to say that he was without probably his top wide receiver. Yes. And Christian Watson was a rookie last year. So, I mean, that's, I guess could still be to, to be determined. Right. But I mean, he, he was without Christian Watson he had Romeo Dobbs, who he had two touchdown passes to. So there's a nice little connection building between those guys. But it'll be interesting to see how Love performs when he has his full complement of weapons. And, uh, you know, it, it does help when you have Aaron Jones playing a pretty awesome game out of the backfield. That really does help alleviate things for a young quarterback. But uh, I just thought that that was a noteworthy thing to say that, you know, he might not have even had his top guy out there and he had a, a pretty electric performance, but Sam, who is your top star of the week? First star. All right. First star, Puka Nakua, the former BYU, former Orem high school uh, star wide receiver. Jeremiah Jensen says it all the time. Jeremiah Jensen covered him in high school saying that he's probably the best high school football player this state has ever seen. Um, uh, I, I know he thinks he's at least in that top two or three category, but uh, just amazing what he did at high school, what he did at college. And for, you know, I, I don't fault anyone for not knowing who he was or who he is or for maybe 
not expecting much from him. But for him to go out there in week one and to show what, what he did with the 10 catches, the 119 yards, it's kind of like for everyone who's watched him his whole life, it's like, yeah, that's Puka Nakua right there. Yeah. But even us, even us, it's like, <laughs> what? Like, uh, I, you know, I, I was kind of following along. I'm like, oh, he's off to a good start. Good. And then, I don't know, 30, 40 minutes later, I flip over. Nine catches? What? And then 10 catches? What's going on? And uh, it was just, it was really, and they they weren't just 10 catches, but they were catches. He was running excellent routes, very crisp. Um, he was getting open. Uh, you know, Stafford had one catch. It was a little low. He just naturally sunk to his knees and, and was able to catch it right in his gut and immediately pop up to try to keep the ball going. He had that catch towards the sidelines where, uh, he had to reach, reach for it and got both feet in, um, Puk and Akua. Wow. Uh, I can't wait for more. Can't wait for more after what we saw yesterday. Should we expect more? I don't think we should expect more 10 catch games, but holy cow, the, uh, you know, the cat's out of the bag. If you didn't know who Puka Nakua was, you do now. I, it'll just be interesting to see how many guys in fantasy football run to their uh, their, yep. their, their <laughs> waiver wire and try and add him this week. Uh, it was funny. I was listening to a couple other podcasts where they're like, I don't even know who this guy was. Like, mm-hmm. he, he just kind of came out of nowhere. But uh, a couple of notes on that performance. Um, he led all rookies in week one with targets. Uh, catches and receiving yards which was pretty impressive he's also the fourth player in nfl history to have that stat line in his first career game and then he also was the uh the what was it the rams put out this they said puka nakua recorded the most receiving yards in a rookie debut rookie debut with the franchise so uh pretty impressive uh to see what he was able to do with uh his first game there and you know Cooper Cup's going to be out for at least four weeks with uh, his injury. He's on IR. And so, uh, you know, Matt Stafford clearly trusts him. And uh, yeah, nice, nice little duo there with him and uh, Atwell. And, you know, we'll see if he can kind of carve out a spot. We talked about him last week as maybe that wide receiver number three there. I mean, maybe he's wide receiver <laughs> number two. Yeah. With that performance, I mean, so in training camp, he he had a practice in training camp where he was mic'd up. I don't know if you saw that or if anyone <laughs> did, yeah. watched or listened. It was outstanding. And during that that session, multiple times, at least in the video that the Rams released, multiple times he's over there chatting it up with Cooper Cup. I mean, he's he's learning from him. He's asking him for advice. Coop, uh, you know, Cup is is kind of teaching him through some some route running or, or, you know, the options that he has when he's running on his route or whatever it is, you know, and it's, it's just, you know, it's like, he's doing it the right way. As a rookie, you go to the the goat of your team, you go to the experienced yeah. veterans, the guys who have done it and done it very successfully. And you develop a relationship with those guys, a relationship good enough that they trust you too, and that they're going to help you along the way. And so I think, I think that game one is just kind of the fruits of, of what uh, Puka put in to his summer there with the Rams to prove that he belongs on an NFL football field and to pick the brain of his teammates to learn, to continue to be that sponge. And if he continues to be that type of person, he doesn't get high and mighty, which it's hard to think he would be. He's such a humble and, and nice guy, 
if he continues to be that guy who's just, you know, focused on getting better, learning more every day, he's going to be around for a long time in the NFL. Let's take a quick break, Sam, and then we'll come back and talk about a few other notes for, from the local guys uh, in week one, and then we'll look ahead to week two of the 2023 season. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Yards After College podcast powered by kslsports.com and the new and improved KSL Sports app. If you haven't downloaded that on your phone, go ahead and grab that from the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. But Sam, a couple of other guys that had great performances in week one that easily could have earned one of your three stars. Uh, One of them let's talk about is former BYU running back Tyler Algier. Uh, who had a couple of touchdowns on the ground in the Falcons win over their division rival, the Carolina Panthers. What did you think about where Tyler kind of picked up from where he left off a season ago? Yeah, he was, he was originally my third star, but I could not ignore what Bobby Wagner did. So he was on the bubble, but you know what? It's kind of funny because we, we've been wondering ever since the draft in April, how this was going to work out for Tyler. If the Falcons were just going to be like, Hey, we got a new shiny toy that we want to play with instead of this one that we had last year. Um, and in Bijan Robinson and immediate, you know, early in the game when Bijan had that receiving touchdown, I'm like, well, okay, <laughs> here, yeah. here, this, this just might be the reality of what it is, but they continue to give the ball, at least out of the backfield, that running game, uh, more touches to, to Tyler than to Bijan and Tyler capitalized. He had a nice 20 plus yarder, uh, in the game. And then the two touchdowns were critical touchdowns late in the game to help them, you know, uh, put that game away. And so uh, I think maybe they've got that one, two punch. It's only one week, but it seems like they've got, okay. And, and if you go back to last year with the Falcons, they, they kind of ran through four running backs at times, yeah, you know? Right. And so, well, maybe they've got it narrowed down to just the two and maybe this isn't such a bad thing after all for Tyler. Yeah. Cordero Patterson didn't play in week one. So, right. When he comes back, I'm interested to look and see how the the touches go there. But uh, 15 carries for Tyler as opposed to only 10 for B. John Robinson. But um, I was listening to the Bill Simmons podcast last night, Sam. I don't know if you listened to that, but he does his little overreact, overreaction kind of uh, segment. And he was like, overreaction, is Tyler Algier the best running back in the NFL? And I was like, I don't, I don't think that he is, but it, it was an interesting conversation point to be like, you know, Tyler is just really consistent. And, you know, as a rookie last year, he kind of came on once they started feeding him the ball, he proved, yeah. Hey, like I'm a productive player and you know, like yards per carry. Awesome. 
touchdowns scored, awesome. I mean, if if they keep feeding him the ball, he's going to keep producing like that. And and I uh, I think that especially with the Falcons, I'm I'm not sold on Desmond Ritter as their quarterback. And right. So having yeah. that one two punch, like like you mentioned, there at running back is is something that I think that they're going to continue to to show out and uh, really just kind of lean on as an offense. But uh, another guy we we talked about him last week, Sam. So. Uh, I'm going to, you know, pat ourselves on the back here, but uh former <laughs> Weber state wide out Rashid Shahid had an awesome uh, week one game there with the new Orleans saints. Where did I pick him as my breakout player? I think, or I think, my, he, was your, I think he was your break. I can't you, remember if he was I'll, my I'll breakout player or my, or my uh, offensive local offensive MVP, but yeah, yeah. Rashid Shahid, that's the role I kind of anticipated him just really becoming uh, this season. He started to kind of develop that role in the offense last year. Well, this year, you know, again, we can overreact all we want with one week, but man, he was doing it again and just running great routes, getting wide open. He's got the speed in the hands to be a burner on the outside and to do some serious damage in the return game, which he was also back there returning their kicks and punts. So I think this is just the beginning of a special year for Rashid Shahid. Yeah, so Rashid Shahid was your pick for breakout player breakout. of the year, and uh, mine was Jordan Love. And I feel like we're, here we go. We're both we're both looking good there on so track. I just I just think that you know, like maybe some of those picks <laughs> were a little hesitant, a little bold last week, but uh, I like where we're at uh, so far. Granted, like you mentioned earlier, we got sixteen more games to go. That's so, right. Yep, a little, little bit, a little bit of work left for us, but. Uh, yeah, pretty pretty fun week there for the uh, locals in the NFL to open the season. We've got the Jets uh, hosting the Buffalo Bills tonight in Monday Night Football. Pretty cool with the the September 11th, uh, you know, memory remembering uh, those that lost their lives on 9/11. Um, but having it be in you know a Jets home game there, mm-hmm. and uh, also Buffalo, another team from uh, you know the New York area, and so. Pretty pretty cool matchup there tonight, but it's also the uh, rookie debut for, for former Utah tight end Dalton Kincaid. So I'm uh, I'm excited to see how he kind of incorporates into the Bills' offense tonight. What do you expect to see uh, in his first uh, NFL game, Sam? It's also the debut of uh, Dalton Kincaid on a Warren glass of shut the H up in fantasy football. Um, <laughs> I know that's a terrible name. I, I was trying to, you know, how people pick up their fantasy football names based on players' names. I've got Jalen yeah. Warren on my bench, whatever. Anyway, I was going a little happy Gilmore there. Hey, All it's right. okay. I, my, one of my, I have three fantasy teams this year. I know it's a little overkill, but I went with Jonathan Taylor's version. How do you like mm-hmm. that? Yeah? Mm-hmm. Not bad. Hey, I think I think we both did did uh, underachieving with our names there, but that's right. Um, no, yeah, Dalton Kincaid. I'm excited to see what he does. I do need a few extra points in fantasy, so please throw him the football. But yeah, you know, with with Knox still there uh, as kind of their leader, he did very well last year too. I don't expect a ton from Dalton Kincaid, but. 
I'm really excited to see how they incorporate him into week one, his very first NFL game, because nothing but high praise for him ever since the day they drafted him, all through camp, through the preseason, everything you're hearing from Josh Allen, from his coaches, uh, even from Knox is just, you know, high praise. And so uh, pretty excited to see what what role he carves out for himself in this Bills offense this year. Yeah, kind of a, a little bit of a, a new look to the Bills offense with Kincaid. They've also got a new starting running back in James Cook. Um, you've also got, you know, I'm interested to see how the Bills defense looks. And then uh, you've got Taron Johnson, another local guy on the Bills defense. But, you know, this game is going to be fun because obviously you've got the Aaron Rodgers factor with New York. Their <laughs> offense is going to be, you know, a new look to it. But Jets defense has been talked up all offseason. How amazing they are. They're going to be even better than they were last year. I just, I'm interested to see. You know, what if Dalton goes out and just carves them right. up? You know, right. be, it would be pretty fun to see. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Tuesday morning, good morning football. They're like, oh my gosh, Dalton <laughs> you know, I, I That's right. what I'm hoping for. But uh, let's talk about uh, week two, Sam. We've got a uh, full slate starting on Thursday night with the Vikings and the Eagles. Uh, Sunday night football, you've got Dolphins at the Patriots on KSL Five TV. And then Monday night, We've got a double header. You've got at 515, you got Saints and Panthers. And then uh, an hour later, you have the Browns who demolished the Cincinnati Bengals mm-hmm. in their opener, uh, taking on the Steelers um, there in Pittsburgh. But uh, there's a bunch of other matchups there on Sunday. Is there a, a matchup or two that sticks out to you that you're looking forward to most? I, I am excited to see if uh, Tua and Tyreek can do that again um, on Sunday night. Uh, and, you know, obviously selfish. Are they on your fantasy team they... or did you face them? Neither? No, I've I've got Tyreek Hill on my team, yes. I but, faced Tyreek and I lost because of that man yeah. alone. <laughs> I mean, and then Tua, right? I mean, yeah. he's had his concussion problems and stuff, but but – and I know, I know the definition of an NFL quarterback is evolving, but he is exactly opposite of everything that you say an NFL quarterback should be uh, when it comes to like size and um, you know, he's even left-handed and things like that, but man, he can sling it and he's got good vision and he's, this isn't the first time he's proven this in the past too, but to go for 400 plus in week one, that was pretty cool. But the game that really uh, I'm actually really interested in, this upcoming week is actually that chiefs and Jaguars game because the chiefs coming off a week one loss by a point to Detroit. I don't think that's who the chiefs are. I think they're going to be a much better team than that, but also I'm super curious to see about this Jaguars team. Trevor Lawrence played pretty well in week one. Travis Etienne did. Uh, This is a team that of course, as you know, uh, my AFC pick to get to the super bowl this year. So, um, Look, yeah. I think it, this this is an, one of those early uh, potential postseason rematches that we see early in the season. So I'm excited for that game. That's the game that's on my radar. Yeah, it's in Jacksonville this time, not the Jags mm-hmm. coming to Kansas City like it was in the postseason. Um, you've also got Travis Kelsey, who was out for the opener. I'm interested to see if they try and bring him back because they had some extra time with it being the Thursday night opener for them. So does, you know, 
the extra couple of days of rest help him out and maybe he doesn't practice this week leading up to that? Or do they say, hey, you know, let's give him another week? I, he's just so pivotal to how their offense operates and just clear space for Mahomes to work with some of those other wide receivers. Granted, they didn't do Mahomes any favors, right? Dro- dropping all those uh, passes there in, in the opener. But I, I do like you, that pick, you- Sam. That's a fun game. Can you imagine what the overreactions will be if the Chiefs start the season 0 2? <laughs> yeah. But I, I it's wonder if like people. How it was a, what was it? Two years ago, they had a, a slow start and everybody was yeah. kind of riding them off. And granted, they didn't win the Super Bowl two years ago, but it just. Mahomes is so good that, like, yeah, as long as he's healthy, good. like, right. you can't really write them off, right? Nope. Nope. You can't. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. my game of the week, Sam, that I'm looking forward to the most just based off of the locals and the NFL aspect is the Packers versus the Falcons on Sunday morning. Uh, it's in Atlanta, but you've got Jordan Love, you've got Tyler Algier, you've got Clark Phillips. Uh, I, I think Caden Ellis is on the Falcons now. Um, I just think that that's going to be a fun matchup. I'm I'm really interested to see, because I think that Tyler's going to, you know, be a consistent guy for the Falcons. Mm-hmm. He's just proven too much over the last, you know, 10, 11 games. But I just I really want to see Jordan Love do it again. I want to see yes. him do it again. I want to see him do it again in the, on a road game, back to back road games to start start the season for Green Bay. So uh, if he could if he could you know kind of mirror that performance in Week Two, my gosh, like the Jordan Love hype train will start start getting rolling. Yes, that's what will happen. Yeah, it'll roll real fast, especially in Green Bay, right? So uh, and then and then to come home with two wins. For his home yeah. debut as the starting quarterback <laughs> at yeah. Lambo would be pretty special. So, uh, and and then with Tyler Algier, personally, I, I get it. I still understand. You know, maybe they've got the right one-two balance here. I kind of want to see him pushing closer to twenty carries. That's where I I would like to see him at on a weekly basis. I feel like he could be, um, I don't know, more of a threat in that range. But I mean, obviously, he was he was threat enough with fifteen carries in week one. So, well, Sam. Uh, before we sign off today, do you have anything to tease for the upcoming week? I know we've got, you know, high school football. We're kind of almost to that, you know, I guess we're probably at that midway point now of the of the high school football season, actually. Um, yeah. Then you've got college football is now, you mm-hmm. know, well underway. What what do we have lined up on KSL Sports Live this week? Yeah. Week six of high school football already in the state. There are several future locals in the NFL out there. I promise you that we're seeing some amazing performances already. Um, and at the college level too, there, there's a lot of great uh, locals with ties doing big things. Jeffrey Boss at Oregon was one of them. Uh, Jackson Dart at Ole Miss was one of them. Uh, those are two guys that are probably going to be in the NFL someday as well. Um, KSL Sports, myself, will be in Fayetteville, Arkansas this weekend for BYU's big game in SEC country. And then, of course, on Sunday, we tie it all together in one big pretty bow with high school, college, and all of our locals in the NFL on KSL Sports Live. So, yeah, football love, is the love, theme. Love that Sunday night package, Sam. You guys throw together yeah. all the highlights, and that's something that I'm just from the from the digital aspect of things where I cover. I am jealous because you guys get to use the video <laughs> and. 
due to copyright i am limited <laughs> so, so be sorry. sure to be sure to check out ksl sports live all week long especially on the weekends there with uh, sam and jj and the crew if they do a great job as always you can find sam on social media at sam's worth underscore tv and you can follow me at kyle ireland on twitter or x whatever we're calling it now <laughs> and uh at kyle ireland ksl on everything else but until next week this has been the yards after college podcast powered by kslsports.com Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com Follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen.